Is your home or apartment in need of a glow-up, but current furniture prices, crazy shipping fees, and long delivery wait times have been holding you back from creating the space of your dreams? If so, you might want to check out Home.com. Based right here in Fort Worth, Home has hundreds of chairs, sofas, recliners, home office furniture, and more in stock and ready to ship to your door. Exclusively for Corks and Cowtown listeners, enter offer code COWTOWN at checkout and save 15% off your entire order. Shipping is always free and delivery is guaranteed in 10 business days or less. Go to home.com. That's H U L A L A home.com. Hulala. Welcome to Corks and Cowtown, where everything is popping. Grab your drinks. The show is about to begin. Well, howdy, y'all, and welcome back to Corks and Cowtown. I am joined today here in the Fort Worth Stockyards at the Cowboy Channel Bar, which I've never been to before, with Nashville Stampede GM Tina Baddock. Hello, Robin. I'm so excited to meet you. Thank you. It's nice to meet you. I'm glad to be here. Is it nice to be back in like? I know. I was like, is it nice to be back in Fort Worth? Yes, I was here two weeks ago. So. Oh wait, what were you here for two weeks ago? It's a regular part of my rotation. We were here for Road to the Horse, which is a colt starting competition that we we operate. Okay, I like that. So is that kind of like the Mustang makeover? It's kind of like the Mustang makeover, just not Mustang, but with three-year-old quarter horse geldings so Mm. not mustangs okay well obviously i want to introduce kind of who you are to everyone um and let's start kind of at the beginning because i was researching about you Uh and i find your whole story fascinating oh okay so are you actually from colorado i am i am from pueblo born and bred no not pueblo or where grand junction was was the great birth i've been there a whole one time a whole to grand junction (laughs) or colorado wow no grand junction that's very random for a concert Um, Oh, yes. okay. So yes, they do have quite a country vibe yeah. in Grand Junction. So I was I was born there, moved to the other side of the state when I was uh, very young uh, with my parents and uh, spent some time in Fort Collins and then grew up in Littleton, Colorado. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, let's kind of dive into, we'll go for college first. College, because okay. What I found fascinating is that you originally went to school for psychology. Yes. So... I want to dive into that because I originally went to school for forensics Oh, because I was so fast. But here's the thing. I should have gone to school for psychology because I wanted to be like a CSI. Right. Right. Or like, what is it? Um, Criminal Minds. Like I wanted to do more of the like psychology aspect, but I went for forensics because I was really good at chemistry. And then I got to college and realized I wasn't that good at chemistry. Right. (laughs) Right. Well, I was never under any illusion that I was good at chemistry. So that... (laughs) Was a problem in the psychology realm. I was, however, always good at words. Mm -hmm. So I very quickly changed from psychology to journalism because I I had a much better command of the English language than I did the periodic table. So I switched. And, um, you know, also because I was... I was really eager to do do some things and make a difference and didn't want to commit my whole youth to being in college. I mean, that's very realistic because I think I spent like six years in college yeah. just because I couldn't really decide what I wanted to do. And so I just kept going until yeah. I like finally made a decision. Now that wasn't really, my parents made it very clear that was not an option <laughs> on the table. <laughs> so like, no, no, I no. Was, I was definitely off the payroll very early. So they're like, you got to figure that out. So, yeah. I, you know, I dove right in. 
I mean, the struggle is real. Yes, it is. But, it is. okay, so you switched over to, you said journalism and, like, journalism. communications? I did, well, it was straight up journalism. And okay. I initially thought I was going to be a reporter. I thought this is Like this a, is news a news reporter? A news reporter, because I just, I love... TV or just paper? I Well, it, I wanted to do TV, but I have a couple of issues with that. One, I um, didn't really like the way I had to construct the news. Oh yeah, it was a very templated format, and I thought this isn't it. I'm more of a creative, yeah, person than than I was required to be. And facts are fluid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's very for true. me. So I switched over to more of an advertising channel, and, okay. and I got into marketing and advertising. So I I studied, took some business classes, and just you know. And didn't you become a media buyer? I, my first job out of college was terrible, and <laughs> it was. It wasn't an ad agency. And oh, I, I've heard stories. Uh, it was, I did terrible things <laughs> at, the, at the request of the um, principals of the advertising agency. And, and, you know, they had me doing all the things that you have to do when you're the lowest person on the totem pole. So I mean, the str- I did that. It happens sometimes, but I think it's just one of those things that it also taught you a lot yes. and kind of taught you like you wanted to be on a different path. Well, it taught me what I wasn't willing to tolerate yes. in a workplace. And it, it taught me the value of work-life balance and mm-hmm. it taught me how to stand up for myself and say, I'm not doing that. No, absolutely. And, and that's, tough when you're a 22 year old young female you did a, a lot better ago. than I did at 22 because I had a really big problem with like sticking up for myself like you mm-hmm. said so what were like some of the challenges you faced in that world I think just earning respect I think you know my personality at that point in time I've always tried to be I was an influencer before influencing was a thing <laughs> yeah not on a social media spectrum but just my way of getting advancement or opportunity was to gain agreement from people yeah. that I worked with and worked for. So that, it just taught me a lot of different skills and strategies on how to, to get, move forward in Do you my think it was more your age that kind of was a factor in that? Or was it like a personality issue? Or like was, what was like, it kind of tied into that you found trouble with? I think some of it was age. I think sometime anybody that, that is, a f- further along in their career and then a young person comes along yes. that they think is a whippersnapper <laughs> <laughs> and maybe too sassy, too big for their britches, which I've been accused of um, time and time again. Um, they want to put you in check and tell you, you know, put you in a box and tell you what your, your capabilities are and what your boundaries are. And nothing's more challenging to me than for someone to say, you can't do that. Or you're not, you know, or girls don't do that or women don't do that or you're not smart enough to Mm -hmm. do that. I'm like, oh, really? Watch me. (laughs) I love that mentality, though, that just like just sit there and watch me and you're going to see what happens next. Right, right. So whenever you did that, then you moved on. I believe I read you went into magazines. I did. Which kind of started you in the Western world with Western brands, even here in Fort Worth. So the abbreviated version is I had a client when I worked at the terrible ad agency that... (laughs) worked in the bicycling space and their publisher would come call on our agency and try to sell us media. And then they said, Hey, our company just bought a company in Colorado and it would be great if you applied for this job there. And, but it's a sales job. And I was like, Oh, that's terrible. (laughs) Didn't want to do sales, but I did because I hated the ad agency so much. So I went there and I sold and I was shockingly good at it. Yeah. I just was really scared of that. So the learning there was try things, say yes. Yeah. And 
just don't be afraid of the label that gets put on something. Just you have a certain set of skills and go out and exercise them in a different way. And that's where the being an influencer came yes, into play. And absolutely. I, I, I like to make compelling cases for things. And I thought, oh, well, I could talk anybody into anything. I mean, Let's that's do this. a skill that I feel like a lot of people don't have that's very necessary. I call it the shine. Ooh. So either I you like have the that. shine or you don't have the shine. And I think the shine is you you can make a compelling case, you can articulate it, and you can be super passionate about it and get people to come over to your way of thinking. Yeah. And that comes in handy. I think that, so is there anything that you kind of can share that was a particular point of view that you wanted change that you got people to see? I think I've always been a person who wanted, and I've told my kids this too, it's like talk with your actions. So don't use the words. Yes. Show, show like very people much like, actions over words. 100%. I t- that is something I preach all the time. 100%. So, you know, you can, you can say things all the time. And my son would tell you that one of my famous sayings with him was words, 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 that it doesn't matter what you say to me. It matters what you do. Yes. And so I, I would like people just to assess my performance based on action and results and mm-hmm. not what I say. And if I'm going to say it, then I better deliver on it. I and completely agree it. with that. That's Do you feel like you're really strong in like your convictions? I'm a, some people call it stubborn. I mean, <laughs> determined. Yes. Persistent, tenacious. Yeah. So you can take it either way. It's, it's good. So yeah. I mean, sure. but I think that especially now the path you're on, it's, that's necessary. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. then you kind of Obviously, we're working right. in that field. So I flipped you, over. Yep, I and went you started to the meeting client PBR. Mm-hmm. Well, I worked in the magazine industry for a really yes. long time. So I, in shockingly, my my initial publications were in the craft space and mostly women's. Oh wait, didn't everybody was like sewing it's or quilting, quilting and yeah. sewing? And I mean, it's actually comical the arc of my career. So uh, my first big publications were quilting, which is a really big business. Did you know about quilting? No, like, were you a no, quilter? no. Or no, how no, hard no. is it to like write about something you have no idea well, about? Well, I was never writing. I was selling. Things. Okay. So gotcha. I, that part was, but then I, I became the publisher and I became the publisher of a group and we had mail order businesses. And so really at some point in my career, I had to decide, are you in the quilting business? Or are you in the media business? And so That's at that, very true. that point I decided, you know, I'm really in the media business. And I've always been in the special interest media business. So I have worked with people that are passionate about anything, a hobby, some sort of pursuit. And that translates to anything, whether it's quilting or fishing or golfing or riding bareback. So you just take the skill set that exists there and apply it to whatever special interest you're talking about. I mean, I feel like that's very true because... To do that, you have to have passion in what you're doing. Right. And there, and there's something for every, I mean, there are hobbies and pastimes and passions for everybody. It's clubs for anything you're interested in doing. And that, having that led me to the Morris family who owns Western Horsemen and they own Morris Media Network. And we've been working together for seven or eight years on Western Horsemen and all the Western brands that we have here. And via our relationship with PBR, because of Road to the Horse, actually, we got involved in this conversation about the PBR teams. Okay, so, because PBR teams is new. So when did this conversation happen? Like, what year? Well, I knew my contact at PBR, my primary contact at PBR had been 
hinting about it for a while, but he's like, oh, I'm working on this great project. I can't really talk about it. And then COVID kind of delayed it a little bit. And then just all the stars aligned where the Morrises were looking for a new pursuit and a new endeavor. And he said, oh, I think I might have something. And he, you know, he gave me the presentation about PBR teams. And this was in May of 2021. Okay. So was it just an initial like telling you about it? And then it was was, like, oh, by the way. It was an initial telling me about it. And he said, you know, what do you think? And so I called one of the Morrises that I think is most cowboy. (laughs) And I I called him, Tyler Morris. And I said, hey, Tyler, what do you think about bull riding? He goes, meh, not for me. (laughs) And I was like, oh, pivot. And again, that's when all those old habits kick in when you're like, okay, I can change this. I can influence. I'm going to pitch this and I'm going to sell it. And I doubled down and I was like, okay, well here. And went in from the business side and said, here's all the ways that this would feed our businesses and build our audience and, you know, bring something new to the people that we're already reaching and and all of those things. And so he's like, okay. And I'm like, well, you take a meeting with Sean Gleason. So we met. And that's CEO? So Sean Gleason's the CEO and the commissioner. Okay. Um, He's very, very uh, important person (laughs) at PBR. And he, we took a meeting with him actually at the Drover and, and sat there. And by the end of the meeting, Tyler Morris was like, well, what if I want two teams? Oh, and, uh, you did a good job so, pitching yeah, that. We, we, we did pretty good. So it was, you know, it was a quick, quick sell. Yeah. Um, because it's really exciting and it's really dynamic and it, it brought something new to the table and it's fresh in an industry that's as old as America um, for us. So we were really excited to get involved and we were the second team in. Yeah. So that was Okay, so, cool. okay, now let's pivot and talk about when they finally approached you and they're like, by the way, we want you mm-hmm. to be the GM. Well, they never really officially asked me. I just insinuated myself <laughs> into the I love that situation. even better. Yeah, I was like, well, I think I've always had ownership of the, the relationship and of the idea and, yeah. and the deal. So, you know, how dare you, if I bring this into the fold, how dare you consider bringing <laughs> like, someone else my in? baby. And, you know, honestly, they don't know a lot about sports and they don't know a lot about rough stock sports or okay. rodeo sports. They're, the Morrises are very much in love with the American West and they're very invested in it and they're all equine people, but they've been more on the performance horse side. So they do a lot of cutting Mm -hmm. and those sorts of things and, but not rodeo. They hadn't really been to rodeo. So Mr. Billy Morris, who's the, the chairman of the board and the, the patriarch of the Morris family had never been to a bull riding. So we took him to the Nashville event to really close the deal. And Wait, like last year? Last year. So at 86 years old. That was his first It was bro- his yeah. very first. Okay, what did bro- he think? He, he, well, his first, and he's Southern. They're from Augusta, Georgia. And his, his first reaction was, now why would anyone want to do that? <laughs> and, you know, and I'm like, well, just watch Mr. Morris. You'll, you'll see what it is. And we went there and it, it checked all the boxes for him. Yeah. It was very respectful of America and Americana. And it was a, a group of, of people and fans that very much align with what the core values of his, his company are. And he was just so intrigued by the whole idea. And, and they were super cute. The whole family came out. He has three children. They, they all came out and 
they huddled up afterward and, you know, sent me a cute snapshot of them together with a bottle of champagne saying, let's do this. I like so. how that's, I was literally going to be like, did you get him like a corn dog and a beer? Oh, and it's okay. like, no, a bottle of champagne. Yeah. Nope. Bottle of champagne. Bottle <laughs> that's of champagne even better. That's and more a little brand one. for like me too. A but little one. I mean, I don't think they have champagne here. I might need to check. Oh, so. we, we can make I was like, that happen. I'm just on the vodka now. So yeah. vodka's good. You know, the soul. Yeah. So, <laughs> it, so it, it, it's been an interesting circular journey. Yeah. Um, so there was no official invitation. I just, I assumed the role and I think that they appreciate that. I don't know that they would have gone outside to look for that. Yeah. Um, so well, they probably feel more confident having someone that they also know mm-hmm. there. Definitely. So I know that you are the only female GM. Correct. In the team series. And I know you said something along the lines of you've never wanted to be the best female GM. You just want to be the best like GM. Yes. I, I, it doesn't occur to me. And I think most women that have done anything or do anything, they don't think about, you know, I'm going to qualify it with, I'm the best woman. I think those of us that are determined to do things, we just want to do the best thing. And I, I, you know, sometimes foolishly think I can compete in any arena and, uh, I, I, again, sort of those core characteristics that I have, which are, you know, determination and stubbornness and all of those things, I don't see it as a, a detriment. And I think, and I've, I know I've said this before, I've used it as a bit of a, a, a tool, it's if necessary, you will. So, yeah. and not in any kind of a sinister way, but just, you know, people have, they don't know how to take it. Like if, yeah. if men get in an argument, you know, if they're going to resort to violence, no one's going to hit me, you know what yeah. I mean? No one's going to call And they do, they get all, you know, salty about things and then they'll well, say, excuse okay, me, Okay, so I think that's interesting that you bring that up because I was reading something the other day and it was talking about whenever a man stands up for something and like say a business meeting, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, well, you know, he's, you know, asserting his dominance and whatever. But if a woman does it, they're like, oh, she's a bitch. Right, right. And it's like, no. And it's I, the exact same thing, but because it's right. coming from a female, you want to take it and give it a stereotype. Right. And I think that I've always made a point of not being, I don't think being a successful female in business and being authoritative and convincing and all those things means you have to be a bitch. Yeah. I think, and I, and I would like to say that, and I could be wrong. You'll have to ask other people, but I don't think many people say that of me. I don't think people say, oh God, she's such a bitch. I can't deal with her because that doesn't make me feel good about working with people. I really want people to understand where I'm coming from and to believe in what I'm saying. And if you can't buy into the vision that I'm putting out there or the things that I'm saying, then I'm not explaining it well. And if I have to force you into that and be bitchy about it, then, you know, it's, it's not... It's not working. I mean, you just gave me a good perspective because for me, I had a different one, which is I don't really care if someone considers me like a bitch whenever I'm getting things Mm -hmm. done Mm -hmm. because I'm like, well, I'm doing whatever it takes. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you're right, because it should almost be like a, well, let me show you why. Right. Right. And so that's a good thing that I haven't really thought of. I think, a bitch, you know, saying someone's a bitch is it's a default mechanism. Yeah. And I, I think that's an I easy... I think it's like a badge of honor it's, at this it's, point. Yeah. And I think that I I do know that there are people that... And I actually apologized to one of the guys that works with us on the bull riding the other day because he, he prefaced what he was about to say to me with a whole lot of stuff. He goes, okay, I don't... 
I'm not questioning. I don't want to do this. And I, I, I said to him, I go, you know. He was so worried. He was so worried that he was going to trigger me. And I was like, you know, buddy, I feel a little bit like I need to apologize to you because I don't want you to be afraid yeah. of me because I, I think I can cast a little bit of a cold shadow. And if you want to call that bitchy, that would be fine. But it, I don't think that that's the case. And I think he, it made him a little bit nervous that, that he was going to make me mad. And yeah. I'm like, you know, that shouldn't be the, my default reaction. Let's talk it out, talk through it. And no, if you come with valid yeah. points, we're going to have a good conversation. So I can see that. Absolutely. So obviously whenever you're working in like, say media journalism, mm-hmm. whatever, you're kind of working, not necessarily by yourself, but it's kind of like, you're doing something without a team. Right. So now basically you have a team that is also counting on you. Right. Where did you see any like type of switch with like personality traits or characteristics that you needed to like start using right. to have that switch? I was always very team centric. Okay. So all of my, my job roles and positions have always been either a significant part of a team or in a leadership role with those teams. Okay. And, and a lot of times I was a one-man band that was able to move things forward that necessitated bringing in more people. And so I, I love the team atmosphere. I love the team environment. I love um, having really great people on the team that you can just count on and rely on. It's yeah. just the best feeling to know that you don't have to worry about every little thing that you bring in other experts in their lane and they mm-hmm. stay in their lane and they do their thing and they do it so great. But if you need backup, they're there for you. And we're really a team of working people. I mean, we don't have a, we have a pretty lean team, so we all get our hands dirty. And I yeah. think that that's another good thing. I think the people that work with me would say, you know, she, she gets her hands dirty. I was driving the truck in the parade today. I know. That's what, whenever I got here, Casey was like, well, she's not here. She's driving in the parade. And I was like, wait, what? I know. But I love that stuff. Yeah. Like, how, how can you, I want to be in it. I don't want to be on the sidelines. I don't want to no. be up in the well, chair. I think that's probably like, why you're so respected. And also is so many people want like a title without the action, like you said. Mm-hmm. Is it's just the words, right. the title, and you're actually there showing all your work ethic as well, right alongside everyone. Oh, that's very nice of you to say. I, I just, I want, I want to be a participant. Yeah. I think that's the, the thing for me. I, I think that my dad would always say things like, well, you know, if I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. And he'd go, well, what else you got to do? And so I, it's so boring to me to sit on the sidelines. I want to be in it. Yeah. I want to I get, you know, mud on my face and, you know cow crap on my boots. I'm like, I'm in, let's do this. That's awesome. Do you think, where do you think your like characteristics and personality kind of came from? Like, do you consider it more family or like life challenges or what do you think? I would say definitely my family. I think my, my dad was a pretty big dominant personality and I took a lot from him. I think I I have some things that my mom's really kind of chill and quiet. Yeah. And I, I definitely have that side to my personality, but my dad was just super dynamic and always, always engaged. Uh-huh. And I, you know, I think about him and I think about how much he just was always interested. He yeah. was interested in everything and that made him very interesting. Mm-hmm. And he was the kind of guy, and this is where I know this comes from in my personality. He's like, oh yeah, I can do that. And he would try stuff and you're like, Dad, no, you, you really shouldn't. Was he like the jack of all trades? Yeah, 100%. 100%. And he just, he, he, it was almost an overconfidence. And I can see how I've 
shared that with my children where yeah. my daughter in particular <laughs> has that overconfidence buzz where she's like, oh yeah, I was really great at that. And I, I rocked it and I did all the things and I was like, wow. Okay. So none, honestly, no fear. I love that because I have a niece that's the same way and she'll just like walk into her room. She's like, I look so good today. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. where how did you get right. there? Right. Definitely not a thing that came out of my yeah, generation. Yeah, and I was like, like yeah, well, same. Yeah, but now and to me, it's all this... so wild. Like, I love it. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy because I'd much rather that than, like, an under self-esteem. Right. Like, having low self-esteem. But it's just like, where did that come from? I know. And I, and I think, honestly, we've worked really hard as women to try to yeah. lift each other up. And, you know, I have some of my really good friends yes. here today, too. And I think we've done a really good job of holding each other accountable for, for being nice to ourselves Mm -hmm. and to really point out our, our benefits to the world and the the gifts that we're bringing to the world and not honing in on flaws and protecting each other. And I think that that's really important that you have women, other women Mm -hmm. around you that are there to help you. And, and I've come across women in, in my career that have not been those women and I avoid them. Um, but I want to make sure that when I have women around me that I'm bringing them in and, you know, you can do whatever you want to do. What do you want to do? Let's figure it out. I, this is, I, I knew Casey would pick a good person and I was like, (laughs) you and I sound very similar in that aspect. So, because for me, I always say too, and I wanted to ask your opinion on this with like such a good, like group of girlfriends. Mm -hmm. The one thing I tell all my friends, I'm like, if I'm ever just like fucking up mm-hmm. in life. Mm-hmm. I want you to tell me. Right. And so many people don't agree with that. And oh, I think it's yeah. kind of interesting because I'm like, people are like, well, it's not your business, like whatever. And I was like, no, I was like, my friends are like who I count on the most when I can't see things. So that's the thing is I'm like, I want perspective. Right. And it's always easier to have an outside perspective telling you kind right. of like, no, this is what's going on. You just can't see it right now. Right. And I have a couple of people, I have a pretty tight circle, but I have a couple of people and it's, you know, it's like you have one job Yes. and and your job is, you know, if I have a booger in my nose, (laughs) if I have too much makeup, if my underpants are hanging out or, you know, I, I fall down, you're going to be the person that lifts me up. I'm here for you. No judgment. Exactly. And the reason why is because we're not competing with each other. Yes. We understand that we're all different flowers in the garden and. (laughs) We all can grow yes, and be beautiful. Exactly. And and I think that having those people that remind you of your awesomeness mm-hmm. when you forget that it's there. And I, I've heard phrases like that. It's like, you're, you know, your friends are the people that sing you the song mm-hmm. that fills you up when you forgot the words. And, you know, I have people like that in my life. And I'm super lucky. And they're the ride or dies. I always introduce them as the people that know where the bodies are buried. Oh, absolutely. I have very few of those, but we definitely like, we always say it's like my person. Right. It's like, these are like my people. And if literally I ever had to bury a body, that's the only person that's going to know. It's the people you call when when good things happen and when bad things happen. Mm -hmm. They're, they're the, the speed dials. (laughs) They're like, I totally agree. I was like, it's necessary. I love that. That makes me so happy. Yeah. And also, I'm really excited, obviously, different note, but I'm excited for y'all's brunch adventure tomorrow, so. <laughs> well, you have no idea yeah. how excited we are for brunch. There's yeah. only a couple things that get us excited Yeah, about. I was like, so, um, for everyone listening, I convinced them to go to Wishbone and Flint, so they're obviously 
going to love that. And they have to get the French toast. I don't know what it is right now, but I know it'll be delicious. I'm already planning ahead for French toast because I'm one of those people that I'm like, I typically don't order the French toast. Well, no, you do a table French toast. So I'm totally down with that because committing to a whole platter of some kind of... No. French toast thing is it's terrifying like to me. It's like you order your brunch and mm-hmm. then you do table French toast and it's like dessert. Yeah, I'm, I'm all and in. And obviously mimosas or whatever you like to drink, so. I'm all, well, <laughs> you know. That's a long list. <laughs> Same. <laughs> it's a different show. Same. Well, no, that's the show. It's Forks <laughs> oh, well, and Cowtown, okay. so yeah. Well, I was like, you can are. talk about whatever you yeah. like. So, yeah, you know. Well, not beer. I'm not going to talk about beer. <laughs> See, but I'm not a beer things. person either. Uh, I tried. I used to I a long time ago and then I switched to liquor and I was like, this is where it's at. Yeah, liquor's better. Yeah. Uh, wine is good. Oh, I yeah. tried really hard. Growing up in Colorado, beer is a is a. It's everywhere. There's group. so many yes. like breweries. So when I was coming up as a youngin, um, Coors Light was the mm-hmm. thing, the silver bullet, and it was a it was a real popular thing because you could only really get it in yeah. Colorado. And um, that's changed, of course, but I tried so hard to like beer when I, I was in college. I would desperately tried, and then I just gave up. What was your, so, like, go-to in college? Oh, my it God. It wasn't beer. Well, there was a bar. I went to college in Boulder, Colorado, uh-huh. which has, for decades, has been, like, the number one or two party school in the really? universe. Really? I didn't know evidently. that. Yeah. It's, I don't know that it's a good thing, but... <laughs> Um, we've successfully produced some, uh, alumni, so we're, it, it keeps, keeps on keeping on, but there was a, a place that you go there, the hill where you would party and on Thursday nights, they would have penny drinks for ladies. Penny drinks? Penny drinks. So I'm sure it was nothing good, but we were big on the Cape Cod back in the day, Wait, which what? was, uh, Cape Cod was vodka and cranberry juice with a lime. If you were at a fancy place, they would give you a lime. Um, and then the Greyhound was very popular, which wait, was isn't that... grapefruit. Yes, and it's vodka. grapefruit. Yeah. Yes. Because so so I was like, wait, it's things. not a Paloma, but I know it has grapefruit. Yes. Yeah. That was that was the thing back then. And back in the day, we had um, wine coolers. That was a big deal. Oh. So wine coolers. So those have been replaced by the seltzers. Yes. It's, so I only it's dabbled with wine the same coolers thing. very briefly. Yeah. Because there was like Smirnoff and everything. Yeah. But then also, I can't lie. I will still dabble with Boone's Farm. Well, you know what? You, sometimes it just sits a taste it of home. <laughs> I so. like literally the last, well, I think, no, my second to last tattoo was sponsored by Boone's Farm because we oh. all, there was this little gas station here in Fort Worth and it was the only place I knew that sold it. And oh, one of the funny. girls we were with after brunch had never had it. Oh. And so I was like, I'm getting you a bottle of Boone's Farm. That's And so funny. then I got all of us a bottle of Boone's Farm because, you know, it's $2. Right. And right. then we were like, should we all go get tattoos? And we did. Yeah. Well, and then you feel like $2. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the next day. That's the problem. That was the, th- well, no. that was the thing is we literally like went in and we were like, well, how long is it going to be? They were like, well, it's going to be about an hour. We're like, we'll be in the car. They're like, what are you doing? We're like, <laughs> drinking. Drinking Boone's Farm. <laughs> Why not? Don't worry about it. Out of a box. You know, yeah. my generation, we were the advent of the boxed wine. So we came out of the boxed wine era, which is the Franzia. Did you ever play the Slap the Bag? Oh, 100%. Yes. Absolutely. We invented slap the bag. I know. That's the thing is like, I never knew about it until I went floating the river Oh, and then people yeah. started doing it. And I was like, wait a second. I love this game. Yeah. This is a good game. It yeah, is. It's pretty funny. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. The, those were the days. Uh, those I, were the days. I was like, I don't do that anymore, but I kind of wish I would sometimes. You know, here's what I will say is that you do it and then you go through a phase in your life where you just can't do it. And then you do it again. 
Because I'm sort of entering the, like, let's do this again phase. Yeah, because your responsibilities change over the course of your life. Well, obviously, I know you have some responsibilities tonight, Mm -hmm. but maybe we should have a cocktail later tonight, Well, some of my responsibilities include whining and dining, so I'm all down for the... Hey, even better, even better. Yeah. Um, So whenever you are, say, like, off... Yes. If that even kind of exists. I know, like, working, you're just probably always doing something. Right. But how do you kind of relax and have downtime? Well, this is actually funny, and it's sort of a dirty little secret. I'm super lazy, which is why I'm so busy. Because Oh, that's if, very relatable. If I'm not... And I... That, I was really ashamed of that for a really long time. No. But when I, I'm, I have two speeds, it's sort of on and off. off and yeah. um, my husband's sort of horrified by the on. So he's like, wow, how do you, like, how do you even do that? Um, because he sees the off more often. Um, so I'm very much a homebody. And I hang out and I love trash television. It's super oh. embarrassing, but I love trash TV. Wait, my whole, tell me a show. You have oh to my give gosh. me like one well, or two. I could give you a couple. I've watched Teen Mom since oh, like I, the Wait, have dawn. you watched the new one? No, because it's gotten almost too trashy it, for me. It really has. But I love TLC, whatever nonsense they put on TLC. Wait, I haven't watched TLC in forever. Like, There's what's the like, show? They have like 90 Day Fiance. <gasps> yes. Oh, wait. And then they, they do like, the... Um, they have was it the all... one where they like get out of jail? Oh, I or don't whatever, know about right? That. Oh, I don't know. It was like, oh, what is that? Oh, one like called? incarcerated, locked yeah. up, or something. Or there's yeah. like sixty days in. Oh, or something. yeah, that might be a different channel. But I do like TLC. I like there's some you know nonsense on Bravo because it's just mindless, and I'm I do have a little bit of uh, inability to focus on one thing at a time. So I feel you. On I'm that. usually like when I say I'm watching television, it's on, and I'm doing something else. So I mean, that's a big part. I definitely understand that. I do love to cook and. Bake. So I'm a big, um, I really love making food and feeding the people that I love. It's clearly my love language. So I'm definitely. Are you like a a, big like host? Like if you're doing something, you want to host everything? Not really. Because I do, while I do love to do that, I also have this weird codependency where I want everybody to have what they love. And I'm very sensitive to, oh, that guy doesn't like mushrooms. My, one of my best friends or husband doesn't like dill. And so, you know, I, yeah. And so then if that's a key component of like a Greek dish, for example, I feel very, you know, then you feel like you have to like make a whole other one. I do. I have a couple of go-tos that I'll I'll make for people that's good for hosting. And I, but I do love to host. I do love to entertain and I love to bake. It's super therapeutic for me. I love to bake bread. I love to make pasta. Okay. Are you like a ingredient person? Like you follow a recipe or you just eye things and try things? No, I'm an eye and try Ah. for sure. I just, because I think, you know how some people just can do, like some people can grow things. Mm -hmm. Me, no. I, Same, it's, no. you got 48 hours if you're a green thing in my house before you're dead. Um, so I'm not, I do not have a green thumb. Um, I do like to, I, I just like to go for it. And I think I know what tastes good. Yeah. And so I'm a, I'm a, you know, a, a sample trier, but the problem with that is, is recreating it. So if oh, you hit that's it, because I'm not good at documenting. So I'm like a dash of this, a pinch of that. And then, you know, my husband will go, oh, that's the best and then you're like, whatever why did you I write that down? Like, dang, I don't remember what I did this time. Because yeah. they'll say, whatever you did, that was great. And I'm like, oh, no. 
So that's a problem. Um, I love a big pot of something, like a yes. big pot of soup or a big stew or any of those things. I know, and, and it's getting colder. Yeah, and so, especially where we Texas, are, because you know bit. there's a day. Yeah. In Colorado, you know there's a day where you just look at each other and you're like, you're like yeah, this is it. chili's coming today oh. or pasta fajoules coming today Ooh. or chicken noodle. We like to make homemade noodles at our house. So Wait, what? That's a big thing. Like you make yeah. your own pasta? We make our own pasta. We, my grandma... Used to make these egg noodles when I was a kid, and again, she like Italian? No, she's like a like a farm lady, and they she and there was nothing to it. I don't even know. I think I watched her do it a hundred times as a child, and so, and so just like I just made it up. There yeah, was no it's just recipe. In your brain. But she used to measure the water that she would put in the flour with egg sh- the half of the eggshell. Yes, so I've seen she that. would crack the eggs, and then she would put in you know like three eggs worth of water in it. So I just kind of make that up. I have no idea what the ratios are, but I just went for Wait, it. Wait, do you have TikTok by any chance? I do have TikTok. Have you like the videos where you just see them make the little like flour hole and they add? Oh the eggs yeah, and it's like. I yeah. love those videos. I do too. That's They're like, like so therapeutic. Food porn. Yes. I totally food porn all day. Or like when they pop the egg yolk, I'm like, oh. Oh, yes. <laughs> it really is food porn. Yeah. But so I mean, I'm not that. mad at it. So. No, not at yeah. all. I'm do you like, think that baking up. is actually harder than cooking? Like people say, uh, I'm yes. not a baker. Baking is hard. I, I am a decent baker. I'm a good baker. I will say I'm a good baker. Bakers, baking is harder because you, which is weird actually, because Baking, you do need to follow the formula because mm-hmm. baking is a science. Cooking is not. Yeah. But baking is a science and you need to follow the formula or things are going to be bad. Your cookies are going to be flat or they're going to be too whatever. Yeah. So that that's a thing. So do you, bring you the need to pay cookies? attention. Uh, you know what? I have not brought the team cookies. I actually, what? it was funny because when we started the that's team thing. Like the perfect thing, way to try all I know, recipes. but I'm traveling. So yeah, it's that's like, true. I, I'm also a hot, fresh person. So oh, if, if you're totally not going to eat that. the cookie within, mm-hmm. you know, hours of it being born, then it's not worth eating. I like really. being born. Yeah. So I, I just, there's all its shelf life and TikTok, the second it comes yes. out of the oven, it's dying in yes. my opinion. So I'm like, oh, you got to eat it right away. So um, that. I, I have not, I, it's funny because when we started the team thing, I was completely 100% like soccer mom, team mom came out like in a horrible way. I was like, you need snacks, you need juice. And here come the orange slices. Yeah, it was awful. And then Justin McBride, who's our coach, looked at me and he's like, you got to knock that off. And I'm like, okay. So it made my life a lot easier. But um, he's like, you're coddling these boys. They're but you're also boys. a mom. I so know. that's hard. And, and you know what? They're, my kids are their age. I mean, they're, they're, a lot of them, they're, you know, they're 20 years old. We have a kid on our team who's younger than both my kids. And, you know, we call him Baby T. That is so, so what? Yeah. Do you think it's? Especially for the teams, like, do you ever just look at them and you're like, how is this what you're doing? Oh, all the time. I, I look at, I laugh all the time, but I'm like, you know, there's a sentence I never thought I'd say. Like, I say something about a bull, you know, yeah. oh, he didn't cover his bull today, he was bucked off in 33, and I'm like, what? Who, who am I? Yeah, like, like why, who am I? Who have I become? World? Yeah, no, I'm like, no. So, it's, it's just been amazing, but I, you know, I, I think, again, it's a testament to just saying, oh, sure, I'll do that. I'll give it a try. Mm -hmm. And being a gamer, like, I'm like, I can do that. I know how, I know sports. I grew up in a family that did sports and we know all the things about sports. I love professional sports. And so I didn't have to learn a lot of things about like how a team works or how a draft works or any of that. And you can learn about bull riding. I mean, I'm not doing brain surgery here. It's it's bull riding. It's hang on. (laughs) 
<laughs> I've only simplified it, but yeah, it's like, hang on and keep your eyes open. I learned that that was important. <laughs> it's like, look at your bull. That's a key component here. I mean, so. that's something I probably wouldn't have thought of either because I no. would just be scared shitless. Yeah. So. And that's not my, you know, it's not my job to do my, my job is to make sure that, you know, that they're clean and outfitted. Yeah. You know, I get to do their outfits, which is fun. Um, but you know, we have a coach who, who gives them all the real rules. I try to give them the pep talk. That's it. Hey, so. I, what does a normal like pep talk sound like? Uh, hang on. <laughs> Don't let go. <laughs> Don't Never make let me go, mad. Jack. If you want pizza later, you better hang on. So, um, you know, I do, I do think they want just reassurance. And that's the nice thing about that. It's a different pressure for them mm-hmm. to ride as a team. Because before, you know, yeah, versus lo- just like solo, right? When yeah. I lose, it's you. You know, you're riding for you. But now their teammates are relying on them. And I always, I again, I feel bad when they apologize. They're like they buck off and they're like, "Oh, I'm sorry." I'm like, you, you know what? You about got your arm ripped off, so I'm good. Yeah, exactly. You tried, and you know that's sort of my thing. As long as you try. Well, that's the thing. Like, because it is a team series, obviously, right. but it's still solo. Right. So, what, or like for the rides, so it's like. Mm-hmm. It's still like I would compare it to a batter, a baseball. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's if somebody goes up and they strike out, they're going to say sorry. You know, sorry, mm-hmm. I got the last out, and and that's how they feel. And if somebody, you know, they feed off of each other. So if someone's riding really well, it raises all of them up. And oh, if, absolutely. And if, if the first guy bucks off or he gets you know stomped on or has a really bad wreck, then the rest of them are sort of like, oh, yeah. So the stress begins, the stress begins. And it certainly, there's a, there's a feeling on the team and, you know, all the good and challenging things that come with being part of a team. No, absolutely. What's something that the team has taught you? I think the team has taught me really about being a family. That's probably my favorite aspect of it is our team. Part of our team ethos is really being a family and we take care of each other and we encourage each other and we correct each other just the way we do, you know, you do with your great friends. You're, you, you have an expectation and you owe it to each other to give it your best and, and to be there for one another. And that's really been, you know, something that I've always known, but it's nice seeing it played out in front of you in another oh, absolutely. way. It's very cool. That's awesome. Yeah, well, I'm so cool. happy to have you here. Well, I was been. like, I just I like, this. I know, I was like, I wish that we could sit here and talk forever, but I obviously have a feeling I know we, we could. I know we could sit here. But here's all the day. thing. So the next time you're in Fort Worth and it's just for a little something, something, you need to tell me. Oh, absolutely. Because then I can take you to more places. Let's do it. And we'll do, have, we'll do then the we can tour. try all the cocktails. We could, we could get a driver and we could just go around and have all the French toast. Yes. We should do like. Oh my gosh, Specific we could do food a food tours. tour, yes. Like, we're just going to do French toast. Yes. We, and when, then we could do, you know, wine and all the yes. things. Yes. So I was like, you're fine. speaking my language. <laughs> Again, I said, my love Yeah, I was like, that's the thing. The it's like, Casey was like, you're going to love her. And I was like, I have no doubt. Because <laughs> Tiffany Davis oh. was my last guest. Now, she's like, I love other bestie. So, Tiffany, we have a little other, love story. She is the assistant yes. for the Carolina. Correct. Yeah. Yes, so. so she's great. And we, you know, I came into the bull riding scene without a lot of preconceived acquaintances, not, yeah. you know, relationships. And I actually met her in an elevator in New York City. And you get in the elevator and she looked and I was wearing a Western Horseman buckle, which was funny. <laughs> Just if you know me, you know that's funny. Um, so I'm wearing a Western, a big giant belt buckle. And she looks at me and she goes, oh, what's that buckle? Who are you? <laughs> And 
because she probably thought I was some sort of rodeo star or something. Yes. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I just, I, I took this from the office. And I introduced myself and she's like, oh, and she's like, I'm Tiffany Davis. I'm a stock contract. I had no yes. idea who she was. And then we're hugging and exchanging yes. numbers in 30 seconds. That was literally how yeah. I was. I was like, I love everything yeah. about you. That's, I was like, let's be friends. Yeah, that's Tiffany all the way. Tiffany's never met a stranger and she's just one of the loveliest humans. Yeah. Well, ever, I think that's so. the nice thing about this, like, industry in general is mm-hmm. it does feel like a massive family. Absolutely. And, and that's it is. kind of why it's it nice is. to have people like y'all on and kind of share that because there's so many preconceived notions about the industry as a whole. Right. Right. And so I think it's very important that we share those things and it's just like everyone else. Absolutely. You know, like one big family. Yeah. Help Families, each other. Like Be nice. family friends. Yeah. Be just nice. Do whatever you can. Yep. So yeah. Well, I think we should go get a cocktail. Let's get a cocktail. Cheers. So yes. It's lovely um, being here. I appreciate you being here, and everyone will hear this, obviously, after tonight's results, but I can't say thank you enough, and hopefully you will start paying attention to the PBR Team Series, and make sure you watch for the Nashville Stampede and what they have coming. Yes, go Stampede. Yes, and as always, cheers. Cheers.